Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 3rd, and our reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now again, Paul has been talking about how important it is this started two days ago, that we are ambassadors of Christ, that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that we are to go into our world representing his kingdom, telling people about Jesus, making sure they understand that Jesus went to the cross, became an offering so that we might become the righteousness of God, so that we might be reconciled to God. He's given us that ministry. And then yesterday he said, therefore, we need to live in such a way that everybody can see our life actually validates and confirms what we claim to believe. And then today, he's going to talk about another important thing to keep in mind. I want to read these first couple of verses, beginning in verse 14. He says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. He says, how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? So here, Paul kind of talks about the flip side of the coin. So on one hand, we are ambassadors of Christ. We represent Jesus, and we want to build relationships and build influence with people who don't know Jesus yet, just like we see Jesus doing over and over and over again in the Gospels. At the same time, we don't want to become partners with them. Or a lot of translations use the word yoked. We don't want to be unequally yoked with them. What does that mean? That means I don't want to be in a relationship with an unbeliever that causes me to lose my autonomy, lose my freedom, where their behavior begins pulling me in the wrong direction. Let me give you a a perfect example of this. Let me illustrate it. So when I was in high school in college, for example, I was already a believer and I was relatively outspoken about my faith, told different people about my faith and tried to be a witness. But that also meant I didn't go some places that my friends went. I didn't do some things. I didn't get into environments that some of them got into because I knew in that space, I have zero influence. And if I'm not careful, I destroy my credibility to be a witness at all. Right. So I didn't go to many parties. I I just kind of didn't get into that environment. Now, at school and on the ball team, or when they would, I'd invite them to come to FCA and I'm teaching and all of that, or at their house or whatever, and all of those kind of neutral environments. I was making a relational investment. I was spending time with them again at school and on sports teams or at the beach or at their house or different environments like that where I feel like I'm the person who has the influence now. But I didn't go into an environment where now I don't have influence. I'm being influenced. So I want to make sure that my relationships with unbelievers I'm influencing them, 
they're not influencing me away from Christ or into some type of immorality. So I've got to guard my heart, and I've got to be honest about that. And I just think through the years, this is especially, I think, an issue for young people. Through the years, they have a tendency to kind of use Jesus as an example to excuse themselves and to give them a license to put themselves in compromising positions. And then they end up doing something foolish. And it's like, well, I was trying to be a witness. I was trying to be a good friend. Well, we got to use some wisdom in how we influence and how we witness to our friends. And so I just think we got to do it in an environment where we are influencing them and not the other way around. And then watch what Paul says. He goes on to say this, for we are the temple of the living God. We got to remember, we're God's temple. God lives in you. Everywhere you go, he goes. Every environment you're in, he's in, right? He lives in you. And then he quotes this uh, Old Testament passage, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So what does he mean by come out? Again, he doesn't mean come out and end all of your influence. What he does mean is don't participate in their immorality and compromise and destroy your character and your witness. We've got to be separate. And one of the things that's, again, very unfortunate about the American church, Barna's done all this research, and what it shows us is that the morals and ethics and behavior of the church isn't really different from the world. And if that's true, then we lose our credibility and influence with the world. Remember, we belong to God. We are his ambassadors. So our life should look different from the world. And that's good because over time, what we see is, is that when we live for Jesus and we live the way Jesus describes and the Bible describes we're supposed to live as the children of God, the truth is over time, people can see that works and immorality and some of the things that the world is chasing over time, what everybody sees is that doesn't work. So people need to see the difference in our life, the difference that Jesus makes and that we don't have to to do all that wild and crazy stuff in order to find life. We've found life in stuff that's much healthier and is a blessing to us and everybody around us. So we have to be careful to make sure in all of our relationships, we're influencing them towards Jesus We're not allowing them to influence us away from Jesus or to compromise our witness, to compromise our credibility, because our life is all about walking with Jesus so that people see him in us. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for this whole teaching we've been wrestling with the last couple of days. And God, it all begins with us doing what we're trying to do today, to take a moment to connect with you, to invite you to produce your life in us. God, I pray that everybody would take some time today to just be quiet and listen 
Is there anything in our life that doesn't please you? Is there a relationship in our life that is influencing us negatively, that's drawing us away from you? And God, if that's true, I pray that you would help us to to create some boundaries, to guard our hearts, to stay close to you so that we are influencing others towards Jesus and not allowing them to influence us away from Jesus. So God, help us to be sensitive to that. God, I thank you that you live in us, that you'll never leave us. You're with us everywhere we go to empower and strengthen us to live for you. God, we want to do that. We give you our hearts today. We declare you're our king today. We invite you to rule and reign over every area, every relationship, every moment. Our life belongs to you. You are the center. Life is about Jesus. So God, we love you. And we're so grateful for all that you've done for us. Help us today to live in a way that honors and points people to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.